Hey everyone, this is your friendly neighborhood world film geek, Albert Valentin. Welcome to the first installment of the Ladies of Horror special for Women's History Month. And I am pleased to announce we have a very special guest today. She is a world film geek, Hall of Famer, class of 2021. She is one of South Africa's best known actresses today. Her name is Raina Swartz. And she started, while she started out in many TV and films such as The Probe, her horror breakout role I think came in The Lullaby but since then, she's been in Z Nation, The Empty Man, Triggered. She even wrote and directed her first film, The Hex. And she actually is co-wrote an upcoming horror film. So let's welcome Raina to the podcast. How are you doing, Raina? Hi, thank you so much for having me, Albert. It's, it's always such a pleasure. And I love listening to your podcasts. And But there are so, so many. So you have to tell me which ones I should listen to because you're just so busy, which is really amazing. So you're actually the guru on horror films much <laughs> more than I am. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, I do. Oh, well, I started something in December where every Friday I talk about an underrated B movie or like a big movie that should get more love. So I call it movies that need more love. So I started doing that. So every Friday you can check that out at night, 9, 9 a.m. on the podcast. Um, awesome. Yep. And last year I talked to Cameron Scott, your co-star from Triggered. We talked about Ring of Beasts and some other stuff and he had many great things to say about you. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, he's such a good person. He's really amazing. He's, um, he's lovely to work with and he is, He's actually, he's such a sweet, young, but also very mature person because he's young, you know, yeah. but he's mature for his age. And yeah, it was absolutely, we learned so much um, from him, all of us. And I just had so much fun and triggered everyone, all of those cast members are my friends now because they're amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, Triggered, I, in my opinion, had one of the best ensemble casts ever because when it comes to ensemble cast, you have to have that chemistry together. And I, I mentioned this in our, when we talked in November of 2020, I'm like, if it doesn't, if the chemistry is not there, it's not going to work. The movie's not going to do as well. But this was one of my favorite films of the year. You guys bonded so much. Outside. Yeah, but yeah, and interesting enough, Cameron was the one who said, okay, let's go do laser tag. Let's do this, you know, in between shoots and everything. And it was just, it was, it was tough because it was all night shoots, like we've already talked. And um, yeah, he's. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in his career. Um, he's obviously done big Netflix movies like Kissing Booth 3. And yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. And he said that you were the one that came up, that gave him the idea of doing the mat, like make the mask for the Ring of Beasts. Like he gave you the credit for that. Oh, you know, thank he came you. up with the idea and he's like, why don't you, and you're the one who said, why don't you make the mask and do it? And he did it. And he, he showed me the mask and I was blown away. Like, even, yeah. though I saw the film, even though I saw the film, I when he actually lifted it up and showed me, I was like, whoa. And I, I was like, that is a sick looking mask. And yeah, yeah, that's a legit looking, like, kind of like a hina 
teeth that's it's a very gruesome little loss but i think it's it's really good quality no um he did a great job on his film bring a beast as well and then speaking of a couple of the other former co-stars uh michael potter and rob van buren were here in november for slumber party massacre and we had such a blast um talking about that movie i i that was my number one film of 2021 the remake and uh, uh, did you get a chance to see it I did actually because there's just so many South Africans in it, not to be weird or anything. But <laughs> I was just supporting and I thought all the girls just did such an awesome, awesome job. And Rob was just so different from what you know he's ever done before. So I was really surprised by his performance. I did I thought he was excellent. And Michael as well. You know, everyone was just great and it was just fun. You know, it wasn't um, I think they had a lot of fun on set. They I think did. it's a really great movie, and I think it's just a you know you get those comedies what you call like a just you're just gonna have fun no brainer you don't have to think a lot you can just enjoy it this is like a comedy horror that's just for everyone it's just really fun it's not serious or anything i think it was great yeah i felt like i, I was telling them like originally the original movie was supposed to be a satire on slasher films but then roger corman turned it into a straight up slasher flick but i think Danishka Esterhazy did an amazing job and suzanne kylie with the script they did exactly what the original intended to do. And then some with the, the male gaze this time, you know, the female gaze yeah. turning around. I thought that was amazing. I thought they did a great job with that. And some of the classic classic scenes are comedy. And yeah, Rob, I told Rob, dude, when it comes to the two Russ Thorns, you're like the best one out of, you're better than the original. And yet he said, well, oh, wow. That's I told cool. him that. Okay. I'm like, well, he goes, technically I cheated yeah. because I just copied the original guy basically. So I'm like, yeah, he just, I listened to your podcast. It was so interesting. He said, yes, he just looked, they were saying, um, I think with the casting call on your podcast that, um, yeah, just do exactly what he does. That's all. Yeah. And he did it. So he's, he's very, you know, yeah, he does, right. He just has it. He just, oh my goodness. It's very, it's, it's quite difficult sometimes to do a scene with him. I'm just kidding. Not at all, but it's just, he's so funny. And sometimes you're not allowed to laugh because you're in character, you know, and you're just like, okay, please do not laugh. Please do not laugh. But then he's just so funny, you know, and just, it's difficult not to laugh. Yeah. I kind of like breaking away from Harvard for a second. I noticed in Vandermeer where he's talking about the beer chicken. I could have sworn I almost saw you broke in that one scene. Like I'm looking at you as he's saying, talking about, putting the beer up the pupil right through the chicken and I'm looking at you because I'm thinking oh she's gonna crack up like, <laughs> I see her face she's gonna lose it yeah no he's, he's so funny I can't oh, I, I just had so much fun on that movie I um yeah he's just he just has it you know there's just some people just they're funny they just they can crack a joke better than anyone else you know he's just yeah. one of those people <laughs> and he did say he wants to do more horror films so I am hoping I hope a lot of the horror filmmakers did hear that podcast and take note that there's someone here's someone who wants to do more horror films yeah as a so but i do think we'd need more because i i just feel like what is that wonderful movie wonderful movie it's come it's um werewolves uh, werewolves then yes oh where is that i have that i just happen to have it right over here <laughs> Oh, there you go. Werewolves Within. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that was such a fun movie. We need more, you know, just lighter horrors as well, you know? I, I agree. I totally agree. Because the stuff you've done, the horror films you've done were more serious in nature. And I think we need to start talking about the one I felt like you broke out the most in was 
this little bad boy here called the lullaby that yeah. must have been that that to me i thought you were robbed you should have gotten an award for that you should have gotten some sort of accolade for the, the lullaby oh thank you it was really tough oh wow no it's very emotional draining and it's not you know it's not pleasant because it has to do with postpartum psychosis and if you read actual stories you know obviously when you hear stuff like that in the news the first thing I thought before I actually knew what postpartum psychosis was was you know what evil woman is this you know what what's wrong with them but they're going through a psychosis and they need help and people need to identify that, you know? And yes, but so now I'm going into how serious it is. Yeah, that movie was very serious for me. So yeah, it's just, we can't, we can't ever judge, you know, something we don't know. And it was just so interesting for me and uh, a complete eye opener, that movie. Yeah, the truth was, I didn't like, I actually sympathized with Chloe. I Like I felt bad for her. And maybe because I experienced some sort of postpartum like that, when I was, you know, when I had, when some of my kids were born, like seeing that through my yeah. life, it's, it's tough. Like it's really tough. And it is because you're so tired. No, I have a kid too. And it's just, you get it. You, you're just so tired. And imagine if you're depressed upon, you know, above all the sleep deprivation, it's just, it's a horror story in its own, you know, just not getting any sleep and, you know, baby has colic maybe. And, yeah, so I, I learned so much from that movie. And um, so for me, it was more a drama than a horror. But yeah, it's, it's a horror, yeah, <laughs> obviously. I, yeah, I, th- I thought it was more of a psych, I thought it was a psych, like definitely a psychological. Yeah, drama. yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely, definitely. You, you had a, you worked with some great cast members in this one and like Brandon or yeah. and um Very talented. Yeah, and uh, Sandy, Sandy as well. I mean, but you that, got to, yeah. Yeah, Sandy yeah. and Purin. Yeah, she's yeah, she's amazing, lovely actress. Yeah, and you got yeah, she was and um, DeAndre, the young guy, he was he's lovely, lovely person. Yes, great to work with. And Um, obviously, Brandon is a is a very well known South African actor, and he play he's just so good with characters and doing different stuff. He is. I saw him. It was um, quite interesting to see him as yeah. I saw him in um, Alistair Orr's Expiration, so that's where I. That's where I saw him after the lullaby because I ended up. I gotta say, after Triggered, I bought. I tried to get all of Alistair's movies. Oh, cool! <laughs> and and I ended up getting. <laughs> I got all but the first one because the first one you, I can't find here for anything. But luckily, I saw it on streaming, so that helped. <laughs> but uh, but you got to. Well, yeah, Alistair is just. I think Alistair is so talented. He was um he was so much fun to work with, and I'm really excited also to see what he does next. You know um. He obviously loves horrors and I think he's trying to give it a different approach, you know, and he's he's definitely an outbreak in South Africa. You know, we don't have many directors who sell to Hulu and, you know, because um, he sold, I think, Triggered sold to Hulu and yeah, other big Hulu. platforms. I don't even know, but yeah. Yeah, Triggered's on Hulu. His first one, The Unforgiving, I think is on Tubi because that's where I saw it. So okay. I think- I believe that's where I saw it. But you also got to work with one of South Africa's best directors on this one, Daryl Root. If I hear that name, I know him from like way back, back, back in the Oh, day. yes. He's amazing. He's, um, 
yeah, he, w- he was nominated for an Oscar. So obviously that was just like, wow, yay, go, go Daryl. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those, he's one of those directors that do any genre. Like he can pull any genre off perfectly. He's, he's just so intelligent. I tell you, Albert, he's so intelligent. He doesn't need a shot list or anything. He just remembers everything. He's just so intelligent. I just think that's why he's good. It's, yeah, it's like, brain. oh, definitely. Like he went from Serafina, then he did a martial arts flick called To the Death. Then I fast forward years later, I saw he did a movie, the movie with DeAndre uh, Sung. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great movie. Oh, I saw look that. at you. You know South African better than I do. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, the lullaby and then um actually i just watched one because i was on youtube i don't know how that was on there but it's called alice vatmal is i hope yeah. i got my africans right <laughs> that's that sounds very dutch it sounds good alice vatmal is yeah that's good that's you, right. you almost said it right yeah i'm getting there I'm, you're you doing know I'm very good Robert. you know i'm learning yes, yes so you like, write it very well no you're doing so good i'm learning it it's too, very so. cool but uh, yeah, that was another film. That was a rom-com he directed that I just saw like a couple of weeks ago, like not too long ago. It was, that was a lot. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't even think about that. He can do drama, comedy, horror. He's very that's versatile. Very, 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 very. You rarely get versatile filmmakers these days. Like, you, you know. Yeah, like, they, they have their niche, you know. Yeah, like they, they make like, Bloomhouse movies or they make, yeah, Marvel right. movies. And that's what they do. And then, of course, they're going to be known for one genre, like Takashi Miike is known for horror films, but he's done other stuff. He's done kids movies, for Christ's sake. He's done, <laughs> he's done comedy. He's done drama. I mean, he's done man- live action, manga, and anime. But, of course, everyone in the U.S. is only known for his horror films. So it's like... Yeah, I hear you. I think it is good for them to, like, do different genres just to get out of it, learn a bit, you know, even if, let's say, that's his niche and that's what he's really good in. Um, I think it's really good exercise and maybe he can do something unique in another genre that, you know, he can pull from his horror experience, you know, even yeah. though it's not a horror film. Yeah. And yet, and here you are, because you, you started out with, like, you know, you started out doing like other types of stuff. You did like the pro Somer song. Yep, that's another one I saw. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was a small role. Yeah. Yeah, it's small, but your your intro scene was kind of like, you know, fu- kind of funny because it's just like the guy popped up like half naked on Skype and <laughs> you're just like startled. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That was really fun too. And we went to Mozambique, so it's like this beautiful country in in Africa. And it's just so rural, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. And it, yeah, it was really fun to work on. Um, but yeah, no, I want to know, because obviously what is, because I haven't really been, you know, this year, like, tell me what are the best horror films this year? Because obviously Chainsaw Man, well, tell me. Like, yeah, definitely. Are- yeah, uh, for those of you that want to know, we talked about Texas Chainsaw, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre right before we started recording. And uh we both agreed it was it was really we both really liked it um i haven't seen scream yet although i'm hearing it's is that it's actually pretty good the new scream movie was oh actually, i haven't too yeah because it's not that. it's still in cinema so yeah we should go watch yeah. um yeah what else is coming oh man there's a, quite a few horror films coming out I'm trying to think what else um i did see halloween kills um i i, I liked it for what it was for what they did um i feel it is a true middle piece of the trilogy you know yeah 
No, um, definitely. I hear you. And of course, Slumber Party Massacre, which South African. Yeah. South Africa. <laughs> and that was yeah. my number, that was my number one film of the year of 2021. Um, World Film Geek Awards. Five gave five World Film Geek Awards actually. Best film, best horror film. Hannah Gennaro definitely deserved her female lead performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob earned his best supporting actor role for a plane. That that was the best iteration of Russ Thorne. I don't think I, seriously they didn't they didn't get a better actor. They couldn't have found a better actor than Rob to play that role. Well, that's so cool, you know, that it just worked out because um, listening at your podcast, you know, he obviously went for another audition. You know, so could have they could have maybe not seen that he could play you know that role so i think that's really cool that it worked out that way yeah because i don't see that there isn't someone else like rob in south africa i can think of now you know like yes there's other comedians yes there's other actors but he's pretty unique i i think yeah he is and you know and just for just so everyone who's listening to this knows we're bringing rob back later this year for a little career retrospective on him and i got so well wonderful i'm looking forward to it thank you (laughs) (laughs) we might have to have you on just to appear like hey rob look who's here (laughs) you just like pop up (laughs) we might have to have that happen um michael potter was also your co-star from triggered he was also in slumber party massacre he had some fun stories to tell also as you probably heard Mm -hmm. and um cameron scott your co-star in triggered he actually was offered to read for the role of that michael got but he's like i didn't want i didn't really feel the film so and when i told michael that he was like why is it cameron always tries to get the roles i'm trying to go for (laughs) it's always like me and him i'm like because you guys are probably the youngest i don't know yeah no i just think something about michael he's um he's a natural talent because obviously he's a lawyer and he's an actor you know it's just insane how talented he is and how natural natural he is on screen can he looks great on screen um you know I think he's got a great career ahead of him as well uh yeah I think South Africa is such a great place to film so you know especially horror films it doesn't need as much budget obviously if you want special effects you know and visual effects and stuff that's what maybe costs but you don't have to have an a-list in your film to make a great you know horror film um I think that's what they did with Slumber Party. Obviously, those actors are famous in South Africa, but I mean, to the world, to America, you know. Just like new, raise it. Well, yeah, new young talent. Well, and, I think yeah. I think it was I think Reese Tiana and Milo. I think that, this was like their first film, so to them, yeah. it was like, but they did such a great job. They made such great debuts with this film. Yes, and I think they have such bright futures ahead of them. So it's very exciting as a South African, you know, to see other South Africans shine. It's just. I don't know. It's really cool. Um, and I, I, have just, to, yeah. I have to say this. All right. I, you know, Hollywood, we've heard the stories of Hollywood and their actors. You know, some actors are divas and they give, you know, fans attitude. I'm going to tell you from my experience, I've talked with a lot of South African actors. And I got to say, you guys are the nicest bunch I've ever got to talk to. <laughs> it was up to <laughs> like I would I would champion the South African film industry to, if I had if like I would want to be their champion and just like keep promoting their films because they make such great films over there. I'm not joking. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you, Ahmed. No, it's really cool. No, actually, we think you're very friendly because I just feel like, yeah, we think Americans, I'm going to say, yeah, are very friendly, you know, because it's just, we definitely, because I lived in America for five years. Um, 
you've I've been living in North America now. I haven't lived in South Africa for the past five years. And it's just like, they're definitely louder than us, you know, in general. I'm stereotyping now, but it's just like, and sometimes like in a, you would stand in line and this is totally off topic. And then people would just start talking to you. And I'm like, wow, this, this is so friendly. You know, this is not something we do. We do not talk when, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, I think Americans are really friendly. Just stereotyping here not all of them but (laughs) yeah no you're very friendly and you know all of my triggered friends have obviously um just absolutely loved being on your podcast and you know just all your support and all the the coolest stuff you've like drawn and you know it's just very much appreciated um um, thank you so much for you know standing up for South African cinema and checking out our movies that are in a different language Afrikaans which is such a small language and yeah we really appreciate it yeah and I you know you got fans over here too in my family you know yeah my mom is like now a huge fan of South African films I think I think she secretly tries to catch them on Netflix whenever she can or but then I, the ones I find I'm like mom check this one out check this one out and she ends up watching them she's like they're really good they're good movies Oh, that's like, so cool. <laughs> and, uh, so, all right, talk about, let's talk about Triggered. And, um, you know, you're talking about all the night shoots. I mean, was that really stressful in terms of, you know, but I think I have a feeling you got along with the cast. I mean, you got along with the cast really well. I mean, I, I, you couldn't have found a better group than, than this. Um, I, yeah. I think they all, they all deserve praise. I'm Liesl, Stephen, Russell, Kayla, Paige, Cameron, Michael. Sean, uh, Craig, you, um, Soraya, uh, they, y'all, y'all deserve your props because you guys did such a great job on this movie. Oh, well, no, that's so lovely to hear. And it's just, yeah, that's much appreciated. I mean, it's a, it, it was a, a small budget film, you know, so it's not like we had luxury of doing our lines over and over again. And also, yeah, it was for me the toughest was not starting the night but if we get to that last hour before the sun comes up but we need to shoot it and sometimes then you still have all of your lines to say but then you're so tired by that point you know but i think that was important for me just to know my lines because i don't want to it's you know fumble and like forget my lines or anything and you know because I just think the crew works definitely they work so hard like actors work very hard do not get I'm not saying that but the crew members are on set 24 7 because they're holding the boom you know to record sound you know the camera guy is holding the camera we get to rest in between yes it I think it's got another emotional impact on actors you know especially horrors because you need to scream be scared and there has to be authenticity that there you know so emotionally it takes a lot from you which then eventually makes you tired but physically the crew are there the whole time so I think it's so important for young actors like know your lines you know that's the number one thing you need to do you know yeah, what's even great is um even though this is a South African movie you all did American accents and yeah yeah I think the one when I heard yours and then I I, I, sh- I actually showed one of my co-workers the, the clip of you talking about um it's on movie clips how Mr. Peterson you know how Shay when Shay was killed PJ got the time and I showed my co-worker this and I'm like well here's you were like oh that's pretty cool I go yeah that's not her actual accent and they're like what 
I'm like, yeah. So I, I actually played our interview from November and their mouths dropped when they heard your actual accent. <laughs> they were like, are you serious? I go, yeah. Like they're that, that's how good of actors they are. They can actually pull off the American accents very well. Why, thank you. Now I feel like I need to talk with my American accent because I haven't for a while, you know? (laughs) (laughs) My New York accent might have to come back. That's where I'm originally from. So that that might come back in little portions too. Coffee. Yeah, you need to drink some coffee, right? (laughs) Go to New York. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Yeah. (laughs) No, New York. That's really cool. That's such an iconic place to grow up in. Wow. That's really yeah, I, I was, I'm from like right above the city, the big city and like, like 35 minutes north. So it's like, a, and I'm from a small town too. So I know how to, I know how, what it's like, but uh, now let's talk about the hex. Cause this was, this was the first film you directed and you also wrote it. Yeah. So yeah. where did this come from? Like, where did the idea of this come from? Yeah, I... Um, I made a short film with Coco Lloyd. She, um, she's a producer on the film and she's the lead in the film. And yeah, we thought, why not make a full length film, you know, a feature film? And, and we did. I think it was really, really hard work. Um, I, I have so much respect for other filmmakers. Um, even now I know, like, even if it's a film that gets zero on Rotten Tomatoes or something, I'm like, they made a film. It's hard work, you know, like they did oh, yeah. it, they finished it. It's just putting everything together is, is crazy. It's what goes into a film is really, really um, mind blowing. And I learned so much from it. Um I definitely would have wanted to change a lot of things, but you know what? It was my first movie. We um, we kept it really low budget. We pulled in a lot of favor favors to get a great camera, and you know, and yeah. So I wouldn't change anything. I think you know the cast were absolutely terrific. I I loved all of them, and um, yeah, it it was definitely an experience and and kudos to anyone who's ever 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 you know um made a film before even if it's a short film i know it's hard work and congratulations well yeah and you deserved it i mean i gave you i ended up giving you your first award that's what you told me yeah thank you thank you so much that was so cool thank you no i really appreciate it i saw i saw the hex twice i saw it i rented it and then i I bought it and then i Let's see. I still cringe at the nail scene, and like I, I yeah, with Marie, yeah, Marie, that was just like I was just like, oh, so cringeworthy. Oh my god, like, like I'm granted, I could take someone getting their throat slashed, I could take someone getting bitten, but when I see stuff like really like that, I don't know why. I just my mind just sets like ah, you know. <laughs> but, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and like oh yeah, the like the smallest stuff, like just I hear what you're saying when someone gets you know it's always like like so gross when someone pulls out their teeth or like their nail gets stuck somewhere or what is that film it was now I can't really think about film names today I'm so sorry um no, you're fine. was it ready or not is yeah about the, bri- the one with the bride and yes yes when she yeah, okay. when she was climbing out the well or something she put her hand into some I don't know just like a nail through you know through yeah. these little bones I'm like oh that's just disgusting because that feels a little bit more, I think, realistic in a way. Wait, of course, you know, when you 
you lose your head, you're not going to feel anything, you know, you're going to be instantly dead. So, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> just like, or just like in Texas Chainsaw Part 3, where the girl gets her, her nail, her, her hands nailed to the chair. I felt that. I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah, like, she can't pull it out. No, it's yeah, terrible. It was, uh, <laughs> right away. But yeah, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. I, I, I don't know why I cringe at that. But yeah, the heck, I mean, the hex was really good. And I like the story about the whole thing with the witch doctor and, you know, also played by Marie, which I don't think anyone realized that. And I got to ask this um, because I'm looking at the cover right now of this DVD. Is this you on the cover? Because that kind of looks like. Well, no, it's not. But yeah, okay. it does look I, 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 I thought I saw that. I'm thinking. There's no way. No, no, that's I, I, the little that's girl. That's actually the little girl. So maybe I'm going to tell her she looks like my sister. So yeah, it, it, I was like, I was like, see that? I'm like, no, oh, that's not Raina. No way. No, that can't. <laughs> kind of does. So I was like, holy cow. Yeah, but, no, but yeah, it's just, and I'm also like, it's really cool to see how, because um, this was the first feature, you know, leads for Marie and Coco, mm -hmm. and they're just blooming. They're doing very good. Like Coco played in Euphoria now, and she played in, um, she's going to play a series regular in some of Fox's, you know, I can't say which one because it's, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it's a TV series, and, you know, a series regular is really a big deal, and that's, that's so cool. Um, Hangani was, was in Ring of Beasts with Cameron, so that, that worked out well. Yeah, and then Ghani is make, making his own films with his wife now, so that is really, really awesome. And um, obviously, Chris Yafta, he's, he always does well. You know, he's a he's a model actor. So he's always got, he's an ambassador for, for this. And he's just such a friendly and energetic person. Oh, he was. And thanks to you, he was our very first podcast guest. So that was a blast talking to him about South African cinema. Like, I had so much fun with him. He he was so elated with it. And, you know, I think, I think you all were shocked that I, ended up finding out more about South Africa sooner than you guys. And oh, like, for sure. You know more than us, so it's really cool. <laughs> I don't know how, how, how is that possible? But then again, I'm like, well, I don't know how old you guys are now, but I'm already in my 40s, so it's like... I'm, oh, we're, we're... Well, I think Cameron and them, to be honest, are in their 20s. Yeah, Cameron, but Cameron, yeah, Cameron and I'm in my 30s, so I am almost there. Still a little bit to go, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, pushing, I'm pushing mid 40s. I just turned 43 a few weeks ago. So, or last. Yes, I'm so. still young. I mean, 40s is the new 30s, 30s is the new 20s. Sorry for <laughs> anyone else that thinks differently. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't even know about this apartheid cinema, you know, the whole, the whole, what they call beast. I didn't know any about this till like just a couple of years ago. And I don't know what triggered that. It could have been triggered. I don't know. Could have. But I was like, I got to watch, ever since Triggered, I'm like, I got to watch more South African films, man. Because I'm like, if it's this good, man, I, I, there's got to be bound to be more. And yeah, know, yeah, Alistair, yeah. Alistair made some good films. Es Expiration, Indigenous, House on Willow Street, um, like that movie. Yeah, he's just, see, he's on a next level in South Africa for us. He's just so great. He's just definitely, um, I can see him doing a lot more obviously and i'd love yeah. to see him doing a lot more um what else now we were jumping i wanted to say hmm now i can't remember you know when, when you wanted to say something you and want to say like, something you forget and then you're like okay i want to talk about like what's going to talk about and i can't yeah remember. yeah <laughs> but uh it goes like that recently. oh i wanted to say marie actually who produced the hacks like she's in some 
very big competition now um, as a producer, having another film for another writer um, in Berlin. It's, um, yeah, and everyone's just doing so well and it's just so cool to see and yeah. And I love the fact that they're all connected to you somehow. Like seriously, like every, like all these. I know. I, I'm just marking myself on them because I know they're so talented. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're. I, I feel like you're becoming. You're like one of the biggest names now over there in South Africa, even though you live in the U.S. Because you've, you've done so much for this young, these young people, and all the, and all this hard work you've done. I mean, I, I truly think that's what that that this is exactly why. I had you become the in the Hall of Fame last year because, you know, I feel like you were you were one of the most dedicated actresses I've ever seen, and now that you delved in the filmmaking, I felt like you earned you earned you had to earn something for this. You deserved something Thank for this. You. So well, that's I'm going to share something with you that's really going to shock you. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> in South Africa, people don't really watch horror films. Yeah, Did I know, you think I, that? Yeah, that's, no. that's that's a little crazy. So I wouldn't say like, you know, the lullaby wasn't really because the, even the theaters were like, no, you know, this is this is too much for them. They can't show it, you know, but they will, which is strange. You know, they won't support. I'm not saying they won't support, but they won't support local productions. But then they'll show, you know, Conjuring and, you know, all the big, big Bloomhouse movies, but they're not even giving so we're actually just so excited that it's gone to you know america south america you know where people actually um appreciate support, yeah and appreciate indie horror films where yeah i still feel like the south african audience i think you i i was one of them i was like no i want to watch american films i don't want to watch south african films you know it's just now I'm like, I want to see all the South African films because I miss home. And I'm like, oh, they are really good. You know, like you say, yeah. they're different. And yes, they have the same pattern or anything, but they're still different for me. Yeah. And, you've had, and you've had your share of being in American films. Um, believe it or not, I, on uh, beginning of February, I saw Detour for the first time. And you were in that small, you know, it was a small role. Like, yeah, small. <laughs> you were in The Empty Man. That's another one that you were in. Like, yeah quick role but it was just so cool to be a part of it and james batch dale who plays the lead is such an awesome person and, and he was just so humble you're yeah even, you're even in the trailer for like a split second so it's like... yeah and the director oh i think he's he's actually now i i absolutely um i really liked david Pryor. he was just also very down to earth um to work with and yeah, he, what did he do now? He worked on a Netflix horror series for um, Guillermo del Toro. So he's one of those directors, you know, he's just, he did The Empty Man. Before that, he did more like docky stuff. And yeah, he's a breakthrough talent. And he's, yeah, he's very smart and he's got a unique vision. So I think we'll see a lot of cool stuff from him as well. Yeah. I'm really shocked that, like, I, I'm, I'm really, that, that does surprise me that a lot of the South Africans don't support their local stuff. I mean, they're missed, I feel like they're missing out on so much, you know, and I'm glad that we, we do get that here. You know, I mean, I, for one, love South African films. I mean, I love films from all over the world, but, like, I had to recently move, to, like, I had to pick up, like, 
what places do I want to go to like down the road? Of course, my number one is Tokyo, Japan, but now number two is like South Africa. Like I got to go to South Africa someday. Oh, you have to. Cape Town, so beautiful. And your US dollar will go a lot further. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just because the exchange rate, it's like, I don't know what the exact exchange rate is, but I think it's like 13 rands for um a dollar so it kind of feels like everything's 13 times cheaper there you know wow. like staying in a hotel you know going yeah. there yeah i'm definitely out to, i got that's gonna be that's on my five-year plan now i'm officially putting that on my five-year plan now okay awesome. <laughs> so for sure. but, oh my god i i i this was this was a great time i um i am so honored to have talked to you today about like your horror career and all this stuff and oh my god now, you recently wrote a film that just went into production. Um, I know We all know the title, Flesh, and we know who's in it now. We know Danielle Harris is in it, uh, Serena Vincent. You know, I was re you know, I caught up on some of the news there, and that's amazing that you got to write a film that's going to be coming out soon, once again. And uh, I, for one, am definitely looking forward to it. And I'm, 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 I can't wait to find out what this movie's about and check it out for myself, you know, and yeah. I think that must be pretty exciting. And I, I also believe you now gone to post you're doing post production work now on the side. So that that must be that. I'm serious. What can what is it you cannot do? Because you no, I, I I want to work from home, you know. And I absolutely love post production. So um, no, I, I'm enjoying it so much. I think it's just like with the you know the pandemic and everything changed so much. And now I see oh I can work from home and. You know if you have kids and stuff it's just so much easier than you know going on shoots for two months or a month even yeah. you know it's just um i will definitely get back to it but i don't think now in my career i would love to i have little kids so i have little i have a little kid i'm saying little kids you have you know lovely children as well so you would know how important yeah, it I is got, to be I got, involved in their lives got, and yeah i got teenagers so uh yeah that's a little it's a little more difficult on my but just wait till, wait till your kid becomes a teenager oh really no i think two i've got a <laughs> terrible two-year-old you know he's not terrible he's lovely but i mean he throws those you know tantrums where his whole body like goes in the floor and he's screaming and I'm like oh I, I don't know what you want I'm so sorry <laughs> don't worry, don't worry I'll, he'll outgrow it believe me he will like That's I'm, good. I'm kind of glad I got teenagers now I mean granted I I now it's like they're being as smart alecky as I can be but just around them I don't, you know but uh I'm kind of blessed that they're like I got two teenagers one I'm gonna have my third teenager right next year and then uh you know my, That's my youngest awesome. My youngest one will hit double digits this june so um it, yeah four kids it, it might it, it was a lot at first but once Amazing. you get used to it once you get used to it this is like man and i'm glad the two well the older the three older kids are big horror fans now too but uh, of course look at yeah. the dad <laughs> yeah. having fun it's just i think it's such a fun genre but if you're not introduced to it i, I get why it could be something you couldn't like you know if you never introduced to it properly or i just uh. yeah for me it's like films that take you out of reality you know it just takes you from reality and takes you on this weird twisted journey and just have fun watching it all right so let me let me ask you this because i know you mentioned i know you mentioned those but was was what was your, like your very first horror film that you ever watched or do you know offhand do you remember what it was 
Wow, I must have been very, very little. Um, well, I don't know if this is the first horror film I watched, but I remember Chucky when I was very small. And I remember, uh, I remember it, like the, like the older one. And I remember What Lies Beneath really shocked me. I was like, I was, I think, I was young when I watched that too. Um, but those are the ones I can remember as a kid. I don't know which one I watched first. So yeah. which one were, what, well, what was your first one that you watched? Good, good question. Um, well, I, well, I remember when I was like five, we only had one TV in the, one in, in, the, in the apartment I was in. So we used to watch Friday the 13th and my mom would cover my eyes every time Jason was about to kill someone. So that kind of, kind of was a bad experience. But I'd say my first real horror film, I was six years old. We went to my upstairs neighbor because she invited, they, they invited the whole bunch of us, like my brothers and I, some of our friends. We saw Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. And I was like six, this was just came out on video. I was six years old. And I, when the scene where Freddy comes out of the guy's body, I wasn't like freaked out or anything. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so I, 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 I didn't tell anyone that. I think I didn't want anyone to see that I had a morbid side at six years old. And then uh, I got into yeah. And then a year oh, this later, is cool. <laughs> a year later, my parents used to rent videos every weekend. And I remember one time they brought in Class of Newcomb High from Trauma, and I was seven. And I remember the scene where the the creature finally comes out and he busts his claw through the girl's face, the evil girl's face. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like that, I like I didn't want to say anything though. But ironically, my mom would not let me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm going. If you let me watch Class of High, you wouldn't let me watch Texas Chancellor Massacre. Finally, at 12 years old, I finally got to see Texas Chancellor Massacre. And to this day, that is my all-time favorite horror movie. Because see, because you needed to wait for that. I think the anticipation and everything helped. You know, you're like, I need to see this film. And then finally you did. And you're like, yes, this is the coolest movie I've ever seen. This exactly. That's exactly what it my, was. My expectations were, you know... This is amazing. So yeah, yeah, my oldest, my my oldest daughter, her favorite is I believe it's Us. That's what she told me. That's her favorite horror film right now. It's a great I, one. Yep, my twelve-year-old is Sleepaway Camp. We introduced hmm. her. To, we introduced her to Sleepaway Camp, and she's like, "This is a this is my favorite." I showed her the sequels, and she's just like, "Eh." Like, <laughs> just like, okay. the original. Two, yeah, two and three. She's like, "Okay, yeah, the original's better." And then I showed, and then before the new Texas Chancel Massacre, I showed, um, I showed my my twelve year old the, the original. We watched it together, and she's like, "Why did people make such a big deal out of this movie? It's not that bloody. Like, what, <laughs> what was the big deal?" And my oldest saw it the week before, no, two weeks before the, the the new one, and she goes, "All right, Dad, you know I like bloody movies, but this is um, how do I put this? It was disturbing." Okay. That's funny. This was disturbing. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. Well, I, I got a real funny anecdote about Texas Chancellor Master. I'm gonna share this. I, I shared this with a few friends. I'm gonna share this with you. But when I was a film studies major, because that's where I got my degree in. Awesome. I, I had I had this great mentor, and if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Like I don't know what I'd be doing. But um, I had bought the DVD of the Texas Chancel Massacre. I was so excited. So she asked me, my mentor asked me, can you bring it to class and I'll uh, lend it to me for a week? So I'm like, okay, fine. I was like, oh yeah. So I brought, I, I gave her the, I gave her the DVD. A week passed. We had, 
next class. So I was like, all right, did you, did you like the movie? I had to turn it off. I'm like, okay, where did you turn it off? Seven minutes into the movie. I go, what scene? She goes, oh, when Franklin's talking about the slaughterhouse and they're passing all the cows. I just was like, what? She goes, well, the whole thing about cannibalism, it got to my head and I just, had, I couldn't watch it. So then she came back to DVD. I was like, okay. One of my classmates asked me to borrow the DVD. She goes, oh, is that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I go, yeah. She goes, can I borrow it? Because I've never seen it. I kind of, I kind of heard a lot of stuff about it. I was like, all right. So I lent, I lent to my classmate. A week passes by. All right. What'd you think of it? I had to turn it off. I was like, okay, where'd you turn it off? The scene where Franklin talked about the slaughterhouse and they passed <laughs> And I just put my hand in my head. I'm like, you did not just say that. Oh, and wow. Like, why, why? I'm like, did you know Dr. Nockerson said the same thing to me just last week? So you had That's to turn so off weird. That's so weird. That's so weird. Wow. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? It was like, why? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, okay. I accepted it, but I thought it was the funniest thing ever that they turned it off at the very same scene. And I it's so strange. It like, triggered something in both of them and they just couldn't watch it on. That's so strange. Yeah. But hands down, Leatherface is one. I actually got a couple of Leatherface action figures way up there. So well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I had a, yeah, I've, I got a lot of like, I got more horror stuff, like getting more horror stuff now. I got like Pennywise stuff. I got the Mandy Funko Pops. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I think horror's become like my new favorite, like ultimate genre. <laughs> like, I grew up watching kung fu movies, and here I am now, like watching more horror than I'm watching that stuff now. I'm like, what's but going on? Are there still so many kung fu movies? You know, like I think it's very yeah. fun too. But they're, yeah, they're there's waiting. more horrors, right? It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. I think I feel like martial arts films are not, like they're they're kind of like they're on life support right now. Like, I mean, you got the good ones that are still there, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a, it, the compared to horror, it's becoming a dying genre. But what I like about the horror, horror films is like, like I said, you all, y'all are awesome. And cause I've talked to other horror actors and filmmakers and I, I always remember this. There's this one I talked to uh, spooky Dan Walker. He directed the movie, the horror comedy sleigh bells. And um, he told me, he goes, I live within 10 miles of all these other horror film directors like Adam Green and Tim Sullivan. I live like within 10 miles of these guys. Mm -hmm. We get together for lunch like every so often. He goes, he goes, this is fact. The horror film community is one of like, they're, they, we treat each other like family. Yeah. And they really did. I, I could see it. Like they all work on each other's projects. It's, it reminds me of the South African film industry. You're all working on like so many projects together. I mean, it might sound ridiculous, but it means a lot. I feel like it's a lot of, I think it's, I think it's amazing, quite frankly. Yeah, it is. No, I agree. That's the thing with the horror film community. It's with the lullaby was such a great introduction to the American, you know, horror film community. Yes, you have your friends overseas as well and everything, but yeah, you guys have really established a good floor for it and um, very supportive and the sweetest people you would you would imagine like horror fans are like, you know, not as sweet and friendly as, you know, the people who are actually behind it. Exactly. Like I've spoken with, uh, I actually spoke with just recently, I spoke with Barbara Crampton just a few weeks ago for a horror film. She did a new one where she had a small role, but she's like, she's like the nicest person. You can, like one of the nicest people you ever meet. Uh, Bill Mosley is also, Bill Mosley's like an, uh, he's God to me because of his, his role in Texas Chainsaw too. He's like, 
to me, he's like God. And to get to talk to him a few years ago was like, I felt like it was such an honor to talk to him when he did Three from Hell. Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp, she was such, she was so amazing to talk to. And I, I remember telling her how my daughter loves Sleepaway Camp. And she's like, she was so delighted to hear that. And it's like, I, every time I talk to a horror film star or filmmaker, you know, they see I got that appreciation and how amazing they are. That's so cool. No, it, it's it's really true. And it's just amazing to hear that, you know, no matter where the filmmaker or, you know, or anyone who's like in the horror film community are, um, they're supportive and yeah, they just, they want to see, we all want to see unique horror films and, we will support each other and hopefully one out of a thousand is a breakout you know like um let's say what's the film that did so well paranormal activity obviously and Blair Witch project that's obviously crazy how well they did you know like um that would be really cool if we see something like that again something that's made on a no budget and just goes crazy yeah, I remember Sharknado did the same thing, even though it was the most <laughs> ridiculous movie. But thanks to Mia Farrow's little tweet back then, it's just like it became this box office with like this TV phenomenon that people couldn't get enough of that. And, you know, we had to go through six films altogether. But still, I mean, just one little one little word of mouth came about with that movie and everything, everything just went crazy. And yeah, I was, I was like, I'm hope I was like, I want to be Trigger's champion. I was like, I, I got to. I want to promote Triggered as much as possible when I first saw it because it was like, <laughs> like people need to see this movie. It's that good, you know? Oh, that's cool. No, thank you. Obviously, a lot of your friends watched it and that's so appreciated and that's so cool. And it's, you know, you don't have to do that, but you do. And that's so, yeah. just, that's selfless of you to like, you know, just giving so much of your energy and time to support other filmmakers. It's, it's really, really, really great. It's remarkable. Yeah, I think I think I've seen Trigger like forty times already. Literally, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> Much more that. than I have, so <laughs> ten times more. <laughs> well, you you even told me you you don't really watch yourself on screen because you kind of I don't know, like you got nerves or something. I remember you telling me that. Like, I, I just don't like seeing myself on screen, you know, because I know it's me and I'm like, oh, you could have done better there, you know. Oh, I know you're lying because you were tired, you know. I can see myself. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you don't mean those words, you know. I just know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some people, I think it's good. You have to watch it to see what you can do better. Um, sorry, what? I'll watch it, but it's not always pleasant to see yourself. You know, we, we're, we are our own worst critics. So, right. You know. And oh, we do have to mention this because uh, I thought I did catch it's on Netflix. We need to talk about Z Nation and your role there because you you had such a fun role in that series. As yeah, <laughs> as a, what was that like? And like, how much fun was was it? Was it fun for you? Like, yeah, that was so. Um, well, um, what was the name again? I can't Arthur. even remember. Today I'm just kind of forgetting everything. Um, but yeah, the news anchor, she was just so much fun to to do, to, to portray. She was kind of Carly McFadden. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> and um, she was so, so fun. It was kind of like, it, it was the perfect little, I felt like the whole, I felt like kind of like Cinderella in a zombie, you know, 
environment because my shoe fell off and I had to run and I had this dress on and it was just crazy and that was by far one of the funnest things I've worked on in my life um I think it's also it's thanks to the director you know it's only as good as the person who leads it um Dan Merchant he's um also just incredible to work with and he made it fun and a lot of the things that because I'm a very serious person and he would just make it a lot lighter and yeah that was that was amazing I actually um funny story uh, on my first take I was running on those high heels and it's very high and I never wear high heels and I I snapped my ankle so I did the whole season with a, a bad foot basically <laughs> oh with a tall ligament so yeah that was ouch yeah that's, de that's dedication like if you can go if you go through that I tell people they go they do something like that that's unexpected but still persevere through it that's that's true dedication to their art and you know like Cameron Cameron's like accident prone he told me all the accidents he had on Ring of Beasts and you know I'm like dude you're just dedicated just look at that that way like you do something like you're dedicated and you don't seem like a serious person honestly you really don't you no, don't no, I mean like I uh, thought the character was more like you know a yeah. certain way I guess it, I I just mean like I'm not like Rob but like I can just play comedy and it just you know comes naturally it's just I for me like Carly McFadden I didn't mean anything you know comedical for me it was just so serious you know I'm, I'm yeah. this new Sanken I want to be amazing and that's how he wanted me to play it you know but there were moments he was like oh a little bit lighter you know a little bit this and yeah it was just so much fun to work with um definitely want to work with him again so please 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 Dan if you hear me <laughs> love to work with you again <laughs> yeah I think I think I, I feel like you want to work with any, anyone you work with again like oh for sure like I, Alistair Daryl yeah all of them Cameron I mean, Michael yeah yeah um you know I definitely I definitely would love to see you and Liesl reunite on a on a movie because I like the fact that when she did firm request she played like the evil entity of that movie but yet in Trigger here she is as one of the good guys and you know and you know and I like her she and you had such like you had a great chemistry together in your in your scenes I yeah she like has such a great range I think you know except but exactly from what you were saying you know she's got she can play this she can play that and above it she's like she looks like a mermaid you know she's got this blue eyes long red brown hair and yeah she's it's she's, like Quite it's something. like you, you and her like do so much and I you know I, I question like what do you what guy what is it you guys can't do together because she does every she literally does everything like, yeah she makes clothes and she's she, a singer she's a songwriter she's like she's a psychologist as well so yeah I'm like holy cow like how, where does she get in the where when does she have time that's the question <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think she's very specific, you know, I think she's very specific of the, I think I, I can't talk, you know, on her behalf, but I think that she'll take a break from the acting, you know, and focus on songwriting and yeah, she'll yeah. focus on, you know what I mean? It's not like she'll, she does she's it all only, yeah, yeah. overwhelm herself. And so, yeah, I could see that, but yeah, you know, I, I just, did you see she's actually making an old bit she's making i think yeah. she's recording i can't wait for her own oh i can't either like, i've heard some i'm gonna songs. buy it like yeah i've had i've heard some of her songs like like i gotta get her on here one of these days like get her on the podcast just 
just to just to go like do her own like career career retrospective thing because she's she's multi she's very multi talented too and like I can't like I I can't wait to see and what else she's got up her sleeve like whether it's music or acting I I think she's a great talent as well. Yeah, she's incredible. I I have to say, like just writing those songs and the way she acted, she was oh, she's just she's definitely head girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's um like she was the head girl. I know my character Ryan was more of the head girl, you know, in yeah. the story, but Liesel's actually the head girl of the. Oh well, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I, was, I just said it, they, they, need, they should do a prequel to this where it, it shows you guys in high school and introduce Caleb. Like I brought oh. that up. Like maybe I should, maybe I should, start, maybe I should write that. <laughs> maybe I should come up with something like that and pitch it. Maybe, maybe I should delve into screenwriting again and start, you know, get back into screenwriting. So I've been wanting to do that for a while now. So what would be the perfect project to, to like start my, yeah, I think that, I think I need to, I think that's what I'm going to do. That's gonna yeah, be on my picture to Alistair. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, definitely. So I got, definitely gotta do that. But uh yeah, I've had this was an amazing chat. I've this was I feel like this was a long time in the making. I've been like I I've, I've been wanting to zoom, do this zoom chat with you for a while, like a while now. And here we finally did it, and I've had a blast, like hands down. This was so much fun. Uh, oh thank you Albert no I had so much fun it's just always it's always great to chat with you and I think we've become good friends you know and it's just awesome and yeah it's yeah it's, it's really fun topics to talk about and we like similar stuff so it's very cool thank yeah. you so much yeah and you're you know hands down you got you got an awesome family uh you know and man I can't I, like I can't wait to see more of your stuff I know Flush was I think Flush is in post-production right now, the one you co-wrote with Chris McGowan. Yeah, so I was just the co-writer on that. Um, yeah. So actually, I'm not sure what's going on at the moment. Um, I'm too tied up in post-production on this show I'm working on at the moment, you know. Um, but I'll check in there, I guess. You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to pressure. You're, you know? you're, keeping, you're just keeping busy. That's all you're doing right now. Yeah, but, there's nothing more I can do over there. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's cool, though. I mean, you got you really got, you know, just keeping busy and all that, but that's awesome. But uh, anyway, so this is only the first installment of the Ladies of Horror special. And I'm hope, you know, we're going to try to get more guests on here. We got a few on our plate soon that we, uh, that have been contacted. So we're hoping to get them on here. But uh, this has been an amazing chat. Um, any, everyone should check out the Lullaby, Triggered and the Hex, whether it's on streaming, get the DVDs, do what you got to do to see these movies because Raina did an amazing job both in front and behind the cameras here. And she's definitely a lady of horror that definitely needs, uh, needs to get her name out there. And I think she did a great job. And Raina, you're an amazing talent. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk about all, all your horror films and then some. So thank you so much. No, thank you, Albert. It's, it's, you're just an amazing person. And you obviously have an incredible family too supporting you. And yeah, thank you so much for just being very, very kind and very supportive. And I can't thank you enough. And I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to continue to be supportive of your podcast and listen. And yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so much. And I'm going to keep supporting all of your stuff that you're doing as well. So it evens out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, everyone, check out worldfilmgeek.com for reviews, the latest interviews, features, and also go to Anchor, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Acast, Breaker, and Stitcher for the World Film Geek Podcast. Check out our movies that mean more love every Friday. And then check out the Ladies of Horror special throughout March for Women's History Month. So everyone, I hope you take care and enjoy your day.